0: Well, we just—I uh, love to yield to the Spirit of God, and I believe He wants to do great things in all of our lives. I don't know if you've ever wondered or thought about if you wanted God to move in your life more than He wanted to move in your life. But if you ever thought you wanted to do more than He wanted to do, you're wrong. I don't I hate—I hate to be wrong about stuff, but and I'm sure you do as much as I do. Uh, but you're wrong if you think that He wants to move in you more, far more than you want Him to move in you it's true concerning uh you know it's just so many things how I many know he wants people saved more than they want to be saved and 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 he knows the ramifications more than we do and uh, and he wants people to be healed more than they want to be healed and if you've ever hurt you probably wanted to be healed pretty good and he wanted it more you know i mean uh, i mean uh, if you're a parent you think about uh, how much how much how much do you want your kids to have a good life and do well and and be blessed is it more than they want it yes why i mean you wanted it before they were able even able to comprehend it (laughs) right and i tell you the father is that way towards us he wants good things in us for us towards us working in our lives more than we want them so 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 what 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 say well he's god why doesn't he make it happen he's making it if you will happen In the way that it works. In other words, when we think that way, we say, well, if he wants it more than I want it, he's God, he would just do it. Well, that's assuming that what happens on earth and in our lives is all God. If it were all God, if that was the type of world he created, if that was the type of human beings he created, then yes, we would all, it would be heaven on earth. Right? we would all enjoy his best uh, without hesitation but it doesn't work that way so, so he is working in us and he works toward us by his spirit through other individuals and it is all to the end result where we could receive and enjoy his best in life and then Once we're we're finished receiving, enjoying, and really participating in His best in this life, we're going to get a reward for doing that. (laughs) Isn't that kind of cool? It's almost like, this is a really good system. You know this, that we don't get rewarded in heaven because we suffered in this life other than maybe suffering for the Lord through persecution, I believe will be rewarded for that. But other types of, you know, if I suffer for whatever reason in this life, things go wrong, I'm not going to be rewarded for that. I'm going to get heaven because of my reception of what Jesus did for me on the cross. You know, that's a reward all by itself. But It almost seems unfair, but if someone receives God's blessings and they have an amazing life, they'll be rewarded for having an amazing life. Why would that be? Because in some way they were open, they were yielded to His Spirit, and they believed what He promised. Ultimately, we're rewarded for believing we're rewarded and then you tie into that believing and receiving go hand in hand I'm rewarded then for receiving so I, it's like uh, it, it's, I don't have any money on me but if, can I borrow some money? no <laughs> if I were to give him a hundred bucks and then say you know what you receive that hundred bucks that is awesome here's another hundred just for receiving the hundred that's like wow that's a pretty cool deal <laughs> It almost doesn't make sense. We'll be rewarded for being rewarded because the blessings of God, everything from forgiveness to the gamut of everything He's promised, comes by faith, and that's the thing that pleases Him. We know that from Hebrews eleven six. That's the thing that pleases God. Amen. Amen. Look at look at if you have a, a minute, you have a minute? I got some time. And if you have a Bible, Bible app, go to Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. It's about 80% through. Ephesians chapter 2. If you've been a believer for very long, you're probably familiar with this passage. Ephesians chapter 2. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. You know that one? Ephesians 2 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For by grace you have been saved through faith. So we could say it this way. Grace is the God's side. Faith is our side. Grace is what God gives to us. Undeserved, unmerited, unearned. Faith is what we do. In in other words, we believe. In one sense, you can still give all the credit back to God because faith comes by hearing His Word. So He gave His Word, we heard it. That allowed us to believe so we could receive. It's almost like this is a setup. I'm going to give you something for free, and then I'm going to give you what's needed to get get what you get for free. And if you do that, when you're done, I'm going to reward you for getting for free what I gave you. It's almost like he doesn't have any bad parts to this story. Isn't that amazing? But grace is God's part. So I don't really need to be concerned about that. Because, uh, in other words, does God want to? Grace is his middle name. Does he want to do things? And, And when he says saved here, well, if you're talking saved, eternal life, and for sure that is, that's the biggest gift of all but included in salvation is all the other aspects of being redeemed like healing and like uh, you know uh, deliverance and so forth that's all in the word saved so he gives that by grace and what's our part? faith grace is part faith our part it is very amazing to me how much God has wrapped up in believing what do we have to do Lord? believe no certainly there's a list certainly there's a list of qualifiers and a a to do list before I can get some of the amazing gifts from God I certainly have to check off a few things right no you just believe I mean it's amazing it almost sounds too good to be true but God has invested all of his promises uh, they're all tied to something called Faith or believing. Amen. Uh, someone said, "Well, I thought because it was grace, that that means it that means it's all God, and he he does it for everybody." Well, the way the covenant works is the covenant of grace goes like this: it's all God in the giving, and He makes available to everyone equally the benefits of salvation. Right. But those promises, say it's a promise, that means he's good for it, right? That means it'll happen, right? It means this, that if I believe him, they'll happen. That's the only qualifier. Because if it were 100% God and say, well, he promised, he'll do it. When it comes to our personal lives, those promises still must be received. They are not automatic. Now, watch. Now watch. I'm talking personal promises. There are promises or, you know, statements, if you will, things that God said he would do, period, that are independent of me. In other words, if you study uh, end times, you study the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, you'll see that the Lord said this is going to happen and this nation's going to do this and, and this is going to happen over here and this man of sin is going to be revealed at this time. and, and Now, those things are going to happen independent of what I believe. And Jesus is going to return for his bride, the church. And and if I don't believe that, and if I don't receive that personally, uh, that's not going to stop that from happening. Right? And I'm glad the whole plan of God is not hinging upon me. (laughs) I'm thankful, you know, he's got that part under control. But when it comes to promises to me, personal promises to me, as far as in this life those things must be believed to be experienced yeah and that's good news by the way because anyone can believe you can believe i mean bad people can believe so i don't know about that bad people think about all the times when jesus ministered to multitudes there were multitudes of people and multi in multiple in multiple situations, recordings it says Jesus healed them all all? thousands think about how many rascals there were in there this is not even a church by the way, when he healed them all, this is called backslidden Israel it's called the one that John had to go the Lord had to send John as a precursor, as a forerunner to Jesus, to tell people to start repenting they were so far away from God, and those that thought they were right with God, they were religious kooks, fanatics. They were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they'd have their own internal fighting, and they were all about themselves and full of pride and everything else. And so you got a multitude of people, and those were the leaders, those Pharisees and Sadducees. That's a tough church to be in. <laughs> And then Jesus shows up preaching and speaking with great authority and wisdom and great signs and wonders and he goes and steps out and and everyone in the crowd gets healed. You know for certain that is not about someone checking the box. Well, I prayed today. I didn't lie today. You know, no, no. Just believing carries such great weight with God. No matter where we are, and when you and I approach Him, let's not consider anything else. When we approach Him to ask Him to work, to do something, to do, or basically to do what He promised He would do, then we go and we're only mindful of Him. I've given this illustration before, and I'll, it'll bear repetition, and and I think I probably heard it somewhere else anyway. Uh, but when a, when a person begins to analyze and, and diagnose their own faith, their faith usually decreases in strength. Because our faith is not the object of our faith. It's not the focus of our believing. When I get my eyes off of me saying, do I, do I have enough faith? Do I believe enough? Am I strong enough in faith? And I get my focus on to the author and finisher of my faith. The one who promised to bring about the answer that I can't bring about or I wouldn't even be asking. I get my focus on him and my consideration is not my ability or is not my worthiness or is not my spiritual level. My, my, My focus is on his faithfulness. The integrity of his word is it good for what he said it would be then what's happening to my faith while I'm not looking at it here's the illustration I've used you know that you may, some of you may remember it's like the eye faith being like the eye your eye can't see itself everybody look at your eyeball real quick see it, it doesn't it doesn't perceive itself. It wasn't designed to look at itself. It was designed to look at something and bring that image into the brain. Your faith was designed to look at Him. To look at the promise. To consider and and focus on God's faithfulness. His uh, integrity. Like I said, when I consider that, oh, This is the Lord who said this. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not messing with me, jerking me around. This is what he said. I'm going to consider that, not my body and how it feels. I'm going to consider that, not not, not the problem, not the lack, not the, the issue. I'm going to consider what he said. The longer I consider that and stare at that and focus on him. I tell you, my faith is working right now. It's your faith is working while you do that the moment you look back and say oh yeah I must have done something wrong I must be messing this up somehow there must be man maybe I'm doubting Uh, you know what I probably watched too much TV last night and we start finding things wrong start finding things that we didn't do right I didn't do enough of it I didn't pray enough I didn't I didn't uh, you know speak the word enough I didn't I wasn't holy enough. Your faith was not designed to look at that. Hallelujah. And so he said, by grace you have been saved. Through faith. What should we believe? Come to think about it, what should we believe? Well, I can give you three examples. Three ways of saying it, one, number one I should believe that God will do what he said he would do that God will do what he said he would do, I should believe that if he said he will do it I believe it so if I, if I find a promise, you remember what Peter said, that we partake of the divine nature by by these exceeding great and precious promises whatever he promised you know what a promise is, that just means he said it doesn't mean he doesn't mean god said yay i promise thee you know we're even told not to do that don't swear by heaven or earth or by anything else just let your yes be yes and your no be no, right so that when you when you give someone your word that's your promise you don't say i promise because that means your word's no good because you're trying to strengthen it right you have to add something to it do you promise shut up don't you question my word <laughs> right so his word that's when we say his promises it's just whatever he said he would do so I should believe not just you know how sometimes people I believe in God well good for you but what do you believe about him what do you believe believe that what he said he would do he will do second ready second believe that he has done what he said he would do in other words if he said I did it then you say he already did this this is one of those things I don't even have to ask him to do he already did it yeah you know things like healing are in that category he said he would and then he did what do you mean he did well when jesus was being whipped he was being torn up the source root cause of all sickness and disease was going on god's son so that you and i could walk free of it so those are one of those things he already did so what, what, what what should i believe i have faith in god but believe this that he already did what he already said he was going to do and then, then the third part is is when you bring it you bring it home it's, it's from you can read it if you want it's from the book of Mark chapter 11 and verse 24 and it says there what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them or have received them NIV and you shall have them so what should I believe? I should believe, I need to get to a point. It doesn't mean I automatically believe this about all things. But I, I get to a point where I say, I believe that I have received, past tense, what the Lord, or what I asked, what I prayed, what I desired, or even what I spoke out. I believe that at that very moment, I got it. You mean, don't you mean you will get it? No, no, no. You have to believe that you have it before you get it. You have to believe that you have it before you get it. You have to believe that you have it in here. By by faith, you have it before you can see it out here. Or drive it or whatever. Huh? You have to get it on the inside. And, And notice again and again through Scripture. So much of what God has provided, He has tied to. He's trying to get it to you. He's totally trying to get things to us. Whether it be a blessing or a healing or a financial answer or a spouse or, or, or whatever. He's trying to get his best to us. So, because it's not all him, we are on the receiving end of the equation. He's working in us by his spirit. He's opening eyes right now. You're seeing something you didn't see before. you're 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 coming back to something that you left behind he'll do that and he'll do that through people he's so he's so gracious and so faithful saying i've blown it i've been praying and believing and i thought i was and now i see i wasn't even believing right the lord will send people like me and he'll send other people across your pathway so that your believing can be molded and shaped and tweaked and fixed and it can be precise and accurate and if you need to say anything else then you'll say something else if you need to do something else he'll give that to you amen so never quit never give up because he hasn't he still believes in you amen amen hallelujah remember uh, you remember one day uh, Jesus' disciples um know that reference you know that kid that had the son thrown in the water and the fire i thought these guys would just have that memorized Uh, the father brought their his son to the disciples of jesus and basically when jesus showed up he said here's the deal uh i brought my son to your disciples and this kid had a demon had a uh, uh, was possessed and he said they couldn't get him out jesus rolled his eyes and everything I think that's there in the Greek. But what he said is, he, he said, oh, faithless generation. How long do I have to put up with you? He's like, what? You couldn't get him out? Seriously? Come on. Because he's just like, how easy is this? And then he uh, then he went ahead and cast cast the spirit out and it messed the kid up a little bit, threw him around, and then went out. And the kid all of a sudden was back in his... Right mind, he set free from this demonic oppression, and uh, and 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 then Jesus followed up and said, they said, why couldn't we cast it out? He said, it's because of your unbelief. And then he followed up with a strange thing. He said, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. He was he was endeavoring to get the disciples uh, back into a spiritual mode, into fellowship with God. See, Jesus lived a prayer and fasted life. Sometimes he'd spend all night in prayer but he was disciplined he had a relationship with the father that was so active and powerful that even in situations that didn't it didn't work initially he would get direction and and it would be able to be changed and he was ready to deal with that particular spirit see there was another time when, when Jesus was ministering and he told the spirit to come out and it didn't same thing happened to Jesus as it did with the disciples I don't know if you recall that he cast the spirit out and it didn't come out so what did he do he said well it's the will of my father that you be demon possessed no 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 he knew it was all on this side he knew knew God's grace was sufficient it's just about believing and so he changed what he did you might not see this because it happens so quick when you're reading verses you know you see it happens so quick but then he said he said, what's your name? The spirit speaks through the guy and says, I think he kind of sounded like the Borg or something. I am legion for we are many. Remember that? And so Jesus changed because that spirit wasn't coming out the same way. as. But if you have a relationship with the father that's active and you're, you have faith, you say something that's supposed to happen and it doesn't happen, you, li- you listen and he got different direction then he changed how he ministered and then that spirit came out and then went into the pigs right and then out amen so that's why uh, well we know that faith is the victory that overcomes the world we're just going to believe him but it's a relationship if it's a relationship if I need to say it different then I'll, I'll, I'll know that you'll know that say well something's not working for me well if you're in a relationship with the father he's, here's, the, here's my point again he's constantly working in us and toward us so that we will know what to do if anything is necessary if I need to say it a certain way or deal with the problem a certain way by speaking a certain thing or then I'll know that because I'm in, I'm in fellowship with him and I don't think I only get one chance that's why I, that's why we never quit because man, well, I'm not getting any direction. We'll stay with it because he's staying with you. The Spirit of God isn't leaving you and I because we we failed or missed it or didn't get it right away. He'll keep helping us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Praise God. What should we do now? One of the things that. Uh, that Peter said. Look, at, let me show you one more verse. First Peter, it's to a right of Ephesians, if you. First uh, Peter, chapter one. First Peter one. Notice that. Well, we just read verse two because it's right at the end of that. 1 Peter 1, 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Notice this phrase, grace and peace be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied. One thing you'll see over and over in Scripture all, the, all over the place is a phrase, grace and peace. It was kind of like a greeting, but for sure it's a friendly greeting you would read the writers they'd say grace and peace and then Peter said here grace and peace be multiplied to you well what, what, one thing that tells me is that I can have the peace of God and then it can be multiplied I can have the grace of God but then it can be multiplied to me yeah that tells me there's there's not a lid on this stuff that I can have it and I can have more of it amen Now, this might be a stretch a little bit. Take this with a grain of salt. Okay? Uh, Because there are different types of grace. There's grace that'll strengthen you. There's grace that'll save you. There's grace that'll enable you to serve God in a certain capacity. Those things can be increased. When it comes to grace that saves us, uh, you know, I'm not apt to say you can have that you have a lesser portion of that. I believe we have it all available to us at all times. But I know in ministering that sometimes when there's a greater, I would call it anointing in this case, but when there's a, a stronger anointing, it's easier to get more people healed. In one sense, because anointing is not earned or anything like that, uh, you could, you, I, would, I could call that grace and that would be a type of saving grace. That's my little stretch of theology right there but I think you can get where I'm going if grace and peace could be multiplied to us that means it's easier for me to believe it if there is a greater manifestation of God's part on me then my faith it's almost like it takes less effort if you will to lay hold of it does that make sense and in this place, in this in our service tonight, I believe there's great grace upon us. And that it's being multiplied. Multiplied for our reception. Multiplies multiplied for our ease of receptivity. In other words, God in his grace and mercy is making it easier for us. Oh, wow, isn't that cool how he does that? He wants us to have what he promised so much that he is granting times of ease. You step into it. Say, I don't know if I believe that theologically. Well, um, do you think it would be easier to be healed, for example, in one of Jesus' mass meetings where everybody got healed or just out on your own sitting on a rock? I'm not saying you can't get it sitting on the rock you can I'm just saying if, if there's an everyone gets healed meaning <laughs> I might want to be there does that make sense sometimes when there's a when there's a spirit of prophecy in a house in a, in a service it can just be easier to get something because it's that move, that flow of God's spirit. Before my time, but I've known many who've told the stories of our country, uh, what, from 47 to 58, somewhere in there, there was a healing revival in America, okay, those of you who are older and others may have read about it, but great he- healing tents, the, you know, the A.A. Allens and the Oral Roberts and all those people had these massive, massive Hold tens of thousands of people to cart these tents around, and they would have great healings, healing meetings, and amazing things. But some of those people would say during that time, they said during that period for whatever reason there was a just a tremendous move of God. They said it was the easiest thing in the world to get people healed. I mean, whereas that's not that they couldn't get them healed before or after, but there was a special move. He, they said it was so easy. They'd see the cripple walk without even you know not like I'm believing God here it's just like whoop there you go I do believe there's validity to me even saying uh, grace is multiplied so we can get stuff it is by his grace that he shows up and moves and manifests I tell you there's a tremendous spirit in here and uh, whether you recognize that or not I encourage you to believe it because you trust me (laughs) And it's time to reach out. It's time to receive from the Lord. It's time to let Him move in your life. And if things have felt like they're out of reach or they're a little bit distant or they've been taken too long or something's been out there. How about today we just step up and say, Hallelujah, Father, I know you're here. I thank you. You're good to me. I thank you. If you have a specific request, make it. Ask Him. Ask Him in Jesus' name. Ask the Father for what He promised. Ask Him for, in Jesus' name. And let that move. But if not, you know, if you, or if you already have, and it's just, it's just time to be in faith and thank Him, then let's do that. You, you know, the Scripture says in Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, As they ministered unto the Lord and fasted, the Spirit said. They ministered to Him, and the Spirit said. They ministered to him, and he ministered to them. Amen. And so some say, well, I don't don't know what to do. Well, sometimes that's our problem we're we're trying to figure out something to do. No, we're just going to believe. But our believing can be expressed often in just ministering to the Lord. I thank you. I trust you. I believe in you. Oh, I just praise you. Everything is going to be all right. Everything's good in here. I'm full of your joy, full of your peace, full of your victory. I have answers and I know what to do. I have your blessing on me through and through. It's flowing in and flowing out. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. We're just smiling, praising him, like we did earlier, like we did, and just let him know how good he is. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's great grace. There's multiplied grace and peace in the house tonight. Amen. I think we're ready to sing something. Praise God.